Cats Community and Conversations, a weekly podcast dedicated to Medicine Hat and the surrounding area, hosted by Linda Tooth and Michelle Marshall. Stay tuned for more. Hey, Linda. Hey, Michelle. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. We just got back from the chamber breakfast. Yeah, the leadership breakfast. It was interesting. Yeah, it was good. That's another podcast. Yeah, it is another podcast. Welcome back to Cats Community. And conversation. I always do that. I don't let us do the Cats Community and conversation. I just start. That's okay. I think it's I think it's good. Oh, I think it's a know. great way to like ease our is audience. That what it is? Into oh, it. Okay, yeah. sure. Yeah, right on. Good. <laughs> Very excited today because we have a guest with us. Another one. Yes. God, we're getting a lot of guests. I know. Mm-hmm. We have Ryan Barshoff. Did I pronounce that right? Ryan Bartsoff. Bartsoff, my apology. Uh, who is here with giving and receiving. And he's gonna talk to us about the cannabis industry. Hello, ladies. Yay! Yay. Hi Ryan, how are you? I'm doing pretty good today. It's cold. I don't know why it has to be so cold, but it's no, coming. November the 9th, and it's what, minus 25 out? What the hell? I heard we're like one of the coldest places yeah. on the planet today. Oh my God. I always need like that first day wake up where I don't dress for it too. So from here on in, I'm going to be dressed for it. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. And it'll probably be a Chinook now for the rest of the winter. Right? Because I yeah. did go home and I put my Uggs on. Yeah, I saw you. Big, big boots on today. <laughs> yeah. So Ryan, can you kind of tell us how you got into the cannabis world? Sure. Um... Uh, I guess every, I got into it like everybody else did. Um, I, I was a cannabis consumer myself. I, I used it uh, for what I considered to be recreational purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I think everybody knows that I own a, a cannabis store that I, that I operate downtown next to uh, King of Trade on 2nd Street. Um, for me, I, I recognized early on the benefits of it. Um, my mother-in-law at the time, sh- she had a- a- MS, and it, it's for her, it's the difference between being in a wheelchair and not. So it, it was very visceral immediately. Um, from there, I, I've always had a medical license because I, I recognized that even for myself, it, it's, it's a relaxation thing. And, and that was before legalization. So I, I traveled a lot and I did a lot of uh, working away. So I wanted to be as legal as I could be, but I still wanted to consume cannabis. So mm-hmm. I've had a license for a long time. Um, uh, I got my license through natural health services mm-hmm. and, and I met some amazing people there. I met, uh, uh, Paula and Michael Wagle and uh, Paula was a ended up being my partner in in almost everything that we did. She she was just amazing. She helped so many people. Um, she she had cancer, but she was compassionate to others in, in a way that that uh, I'll certainly never replicate. But but she was a driving force for me to be better. So that's definitely what I I, I try to achieve every day. I. I, I miss her, but at the same time, I'm I'm blessed that that I'm in the position I'm doing what I'm doing. Before she passed, we helped so many people. We, we taught courses on on extractions and infusions and and different ways to benefit from it through not only helping yourself, but but I mean, end of life care is important. Mm-hmm. I think the most important thing I, I learned by losing her and many other people along the way is that it, it is a transitional thing. You, you're, you're born with this belief that you get a hundred years and the longer that we live here, the, the older that we get, we recognize that the hundred years isn't guaranteed. The present's the present because of exactly that. It's, it's a present. And 
we have to appreciate every day and we have to strive for instead of duration, we have to strive for quality of life uh, because we don't know how long we have. So to me, I look at cannabis as a quality of life thing. If, if what I bring is, is more smiles, uh, um, you, you eat better, you sleep better, you smile more and you interact better with your friends and your family, that's, that's tremendous. So, so that's what I bring and that's what I try and, and impart with what we do. And you know what? I, I truly embody that because I am, and Linda, I don't know if you know this, I'm a cannabis mm-hmm. user, uh, on a regular basis. And I use it not only for my mental health, but also for quality of life. I find that it calms my mind. It allows me to focus and like all around, it just makes me a better person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're in a, a strange time where it's all perspective, right? What is medicinal? What is recreational is, is a lot dependent on, on how you see things. Mm-hmm. And I have to be careful here because I run a recreational store and what I sell is recreational cannabis. Mm-hmm. There is a medical realm. And anytime people have questions regarding their specific medicinal needs, I send them over to Dr. Wagel and he helps them in a tremendous fashion. But again, it's perspective. If, if you go home and, and you relax from it, if you find it to be a relaxing thing, then is, is that not a medicine? It, it, it just depends on how you see things. Mm-hmm. I, at least that's how I think of it. And I agree with you. I've actually seen Dr. Weigel and he is phenomenal. He actually introduced me to the medical side of it after, you know, years of battling depression and anxiety and uh, a whole gamut of mental health mm-hmm. issues. Uh, I tried everything. I tried meditation, diet changes, exercises, but I wasn't ready to go on medication. I wasn't there. I wanted to find a natural alternative, and that was it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not a magical cure-all of, by mm-hmm. any means, but it is, it is a, it's a tool for us all, like anything else. Um, anything can be used and abused. Mm-hmm. I, I personally find that I sometimes use cannabis to an, an excess and, and therefore an abuse, but anything can be used excessively used in its right purpose. Cannabis is an excellent thing. Um, so yeah, I, I, I try and embody that and yeah, that's just what we do there. Now I know that there were, when, when it became legal, there were a lot of, um, stores that popped up mm-hmm. almost like overnight. And now, um, we're seeing that a lot of, well, not a lot, but some of those places no longer are open. So in the Medicine Hat area, how many how many stores do we have that are, would you There's say? There's got to be at least 10 to 15, I would think, isn't there? I try not to pay too much attention because if you're paying attention to other people's businesses, you're not putting your energy where it belongs. Mm-hmm. I, I know for sure there were 15 Um I think we've lost a couple. I, I really don't know the situation. That's, that's a lot, though. Is that not a lot more for a city capita, of this size? More per capita than anywhere else in Canada. So it's a tough market for sure. Yeah. Um, things get, I'm sure, quite competitive. Um, but, but, but we send a different message, and we always mm-hmm. have. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's never been my focus, and it never will be. Okay. Uh, I, uh, my focus is community. And that's really, I think, what sets you apart and what sets giving and receiving apart. It's not about the financial gain. It's about helping the community. Yeah. Um, Paula taught me that very, very first. Uh, I used to have to worry about um, 
my finances and everything else. And I still do just like mm-hmm. every other person. But, but it was the first thing I thought about when I woke up and the last thing when I went to bed. Um, and somehow she shifted that so that I, if I, if I focus on people and interaction, mm-hmm. um, everything else comes after that. So that, that's just sort of what it is. I okay. have worries like everyone else. Of course, everybody has them. It's just not the first thing I wake up thinking about anymore. Now, do you find, and, and I recall this a lot post-COVID in a lot of the conversations that we've had with people, but do you find that as we are coming out of COVID and, and things are stressful, people are worried about how they're going to pay utilities, how they're going to buy this, how they're going to pay for gas and all of that. Are sales going up post-COVID? Are people turning to this because they're having issues dealing with or challenges they're facing. Do you um, find businesses up? So, so as far as challenges go, life is cyclical. So, so people are always finding themselves with challenges. Mm-hmm. So, so people are coming and going. Yeah. People are taking tolerance breaks, and and their people are coming off tolerance breaks. And I, I talk and help them along every step of of all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Definitely as a whole, I think that people are turning to cannabis more as there's more variety and there's more uh, options to to consume it and to, to try it. So yeah. I have a lot more new people interested in it. But but I wouldn't say that they're turning to it because of COVID. Um, I wouldn't say that I'm recession-proof either. I would certainly say that uh, it, it, it's tough. It, yeah. It's tough for every business right now, I think. Oh, for so sure. You, you, just, you just carry on. That, that's that's what it is i i've been i've been very blessed to to have the people that i have the staff that i have i i try and treat them a little bit better than than i think other stores would in retail just because that is what matters your mm-hmm. interaction with your people and, and getting people back matters far longer than the one sale mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. and i agree with that 100 mm-hmm. percent. it's about the experience once you walk into that door you want to have a positive, feel-good experience every time, and that's what's going to keep you coming back. Yeah. And I frequent Ryan's store, yeah. and I get that every time. It's consistent. I have never gone in there where it's felt off, the vibe's been off. It's always consistent. So kudos to you and your team yeah. for being able, being able to provide that experience to everybody that walks in the door. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. I mean, a safety meeting in the morning is super important to us, as it is to many people. So we, we, we talk about the day, we make sure that we're all on the same page, and we go from there. I love it. Scrums. That's what we used to do in the IT world. Every morning, we'd have a 15-minute scrum to talk about what's on the docket. And mm-hmm. it really brought the team together because everybody knew what everybody was doing. So I love that approach. Well, there's so much new product too, right? I I mean, we get products in every week, every Friday, we have a new order come in. And on average, I bring in 20 new products a week. So when you're bringing in 80 products a month, it's incredibly hard to know the ratios and to know what benefits that there are and how to speak to those within a recreational market. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then it's evolving just because you got in a product one week, the next week, it may not be the same content because mm-hmm. these are variable batches. People look at these boxes and they think of a, of a cassette or, or oh, a cassette, I guess I'm old. <laughs> we know what a cassette is. Yeah, we do actually. <laughs> an iPhone or things like that, but, but it's not. It's a perishable commodity, right? Mm-hmm. It has an expiration date. Mm-hmm. So, so these are variable batches and, and you really have to do your homework 
every week to make sure you're ordering the very best product. You have to set yourself apart by not being stuck to having to buy any one thing. And, and that's what matters. We focus right. on the product and the people. So how long have you been in operation now? Uh, three and a half years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I employ how many people? Five. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. And have those five been with you for the three and a half years? Um, not entirely. Yeah. I have lost one staff member. He went to do sales in, uh, in Kelowna. Okay. Um, Justin was awesome. Other than that, I've kept every staff member that I've had. Um, other than I had a, a, a couple really, really part-time girls that during the beginning of COVID, they, yeah. they didn't feel comfortable. And short of that, we've kept every staff member we've had, and I've just slowly brought people on. That says a lot. Grown. In it today's does. business world, it from a business really perspective, does. that says a lot. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. So, what are your plans going forward? What do you What do you see for the cannabis industry? Because you're you're talking to a uh, like I know nothing. A newbie. Yeah, I'm a newbie. Nice. Well, yeah. we can change that. Well, no, I'm okay for right now, but I'll let you know. Don't be so sure. Well, you never know. Okay. So um, when I first opened, our, our options were much more limited. I, I had cannabis and I had rolled cannabis. Okay. I had eights and then it evolved into quarters and half ounces and ounces. And, and then the joints went from singles and three packs to singles all the way to 70s in, in many variations and variable packs. But, but now things are, are in incredible fashion. I have all manner of concentrates in form of diamonds and shatters and rosins and extracts. And I have vape pens from end to end. There, there's probably 140 different kinds today. Uh, many of them non-psychoactive, meaning that they won't get you high, but they have other benefits yeah. um, that we can speak to. Um, and then I have other ways to consume it as well. I, I have beverages i i have so many good edibles that i venture to say one of the very best caramels in this whole town comes in my store the biggest problem is is that i want to eat a whole big bowl of them they're so so good oh that's awesome um so there's tons of of ways to consume and and then there's there's oils and uh, that Again, non-psychoactive oils that that induce REM sleep and that that do so much for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Even our topicals. You say that you're not consuming and you're not looking to consume. And I completely respect that. But, I mean, as an anti-inflammatory for me, when when I use a CBD bath, I I step out and I feel so good. And people are worried. They they say things like, I don't want to get high. And I I understand that, especially since it's such a broad term, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, the the high that I offer isn't necessarily the high that other things offer. Some things, the high is an associative disconnect where you're a danger to yourself Mm -hmm. or others. And and, and those aren't the highs that are are offered by cannabis. The the high, again, is is more of a quality of life thing. It's a sleep better, eat better, smile more type high. But... If you're going to consume it topically, it's a lot like A535. Right. When you put it on a, a spot that hurts, it doesn't get to your brain because it doesn't break the blood-brain barrier and it doesn't transmigrate through your blood, right? So it works really well there. Or another way to look at it would be like if I poured you a stiff glass of whiskey and I said, dip your hand in it and call me when you're when you're drunk – it's not going to happen because yeah. it doesn't move that way. So if, if you're having any body issues and other things, it can be tremendous and it doesn't have to get you, get you quotation mark high. Right. So, so it's just variable. And, variable. 
Sorry to interrupt, Michelle, no, but I was just okay. going to say, are people not getting that as well, too, for their pets? Yes, yes. Uh, their CBD uh, is especially um, dominant in the pet world right now, right now especially like for joints. Joints, that's joints, what I thought, yeah. Uh, inflammation, anything like that. But also to touch on that, it's also in the beauty industry. Like, mm-hmm. I use a CBD cream right. every morning, and I love it. Probably the best cream I've ever used out of the gamut of beauty products that are out there. You know, so like it's sure. We, so what does the cream do to your face? Like, it, what is you it? You know what? It just I find like the the I don't want to say texture, but texture is better. Uh, the the look of it's better. Yeah, and it's not heavy. It's not greasy. Like yeah. it's just a really good product. Uh, I've taught a lot of classes on creams. Right. There, there's a few bases to make it, um, but if you stick with quality ingredients, I think that's first and foremost what's important. Mm-hmm. A lot of these brands are backed by very good back-end companies that will that will eventually have their large brand names on these companies but for now it's a it's a high quality product that's a little bit more holistic so so it's more water-based they absorb a little bit better they work a little bit better and it has these anti-inflammatory effects um so so yeah i mean in my store i have charcoal face scrubs i have makeup remover i have body wash soaps does it make you look younger ryan uh, you know, because I'm nearing a birthday coming up soon, and I just does it make, and I'm getting closer to the microphone. Does it make you look younger? I you know what I'm getting, Linda, for her birthday, Ryan? Some face serum. Yes, I, face I just want to know. I'll tell you, I can't. I don't know. I don't believe that it does. I don't believe it to be a miracle oh. cure, and I believe it to be in too many products at the moment. I think that they're they're trying a lot because there hasn't been a lot of studies, and mm-hmm. now that studies are are ethically available now i think that they're going to do a lot more but i'm not sold on them all i'm not sold on the fact that it needs to be in toothpaste but i do believe it to be a very quality product that it's in so it 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 doesn't hurt anything Mm -hmm. that's for sure it's a very quality toothpaste i'm just not sold on the contact time and therefore it's it it's need right Mm -hmm. if you're if it's going to be in your mouth for two minutes what what could it do for you? So I do have lots of questions about a lot of my products, but we bring them in, we try them, we make sure that they're good for yeah. sure. And in we call it Walmart weed in our store. We we bring in no Walmart weed, so we don't touch Canopy Aurora. We, we don't touch the the brands that that are are using the the pesticides and the herbicides proactively. It, it just doesn't align with the product. Well, I think if it can make you look younger and make my teeth look whiter, <laughs> sign me up. I'm there, baby. See, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Ryan, one last question before we go. Um, where do you see the future going in cannabis? Honestly, I believe that a lot of the stuff that I, I sell today belongs in a retail market. I think mm. that bath bombs are bath bombs for mm-hmm. the very reason that I just give you. Mm-hmm. It's just another ingredient in a product that cannot get you high. So those bath bombs belong in Walmart on the shelf and every other store, uh, as do the beauty products. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, So I see it becoming more mainstream. I see CBD is a product that belongs in a Centrum vitamin. I I don't think that, again, ethically, you can't take it and, and hurt yourself from trying CBD, whereas there's many other things that if you try that can do you permanent damage. So mm-hmm. it's at least to me worth trying. Mm-hmm. Um, and as they've, they've done more and more studies, it's becoming evident that, that it is beneficial. So 
I believe that it'll eventually just be a thing that's another another ingredient in a, in a vitamin, a multivitamin. Now, correct me. And then me, I'll be selling the, the THC. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this has been around for thousands of years. I was just going to say, yeah, cannabis is like the God plant. If, yeah. There's a like great for documentary thousands- called The God Plant, and it, it talks about the evolution of the cannabis industry and cannabis alone. Right. It's been around for centuries. Yeah. You know, I have a, a high times magazine that I bought last week at the antique show that was, Oh yeah. And it's from 1979 and you'd be amazed. They're talking about THC and, and the, the, the potential cancer uh, benefits during treatments and it, all the things that, that we speak about today as if it's cutting edge, it was, it was available and, and it was known then. So the, the, the only thing is there's been no no way for there to be legitimate studies done. So now that studies are being done, there should be some movement forward with what we do. Mm-hmm. It's like we're going back. A little bit, A yeah. Little bit. Back. We're going back in time and we're yeah. taking the things that were important then. Yes. And now we're bringing them forward. Yeah. Some of it. We're a little bit behind the time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Well. And a little bit ahead as well. Uh, Canada's forward thinking. We, they're, they've done the right thing because look at the tax benefits that, that they're, they're able to reap from this. Uh, at first the quality was incredibly poor and it was off putting. Um, but it's gotten significantly better. As yeah. I can I can legitimately say as a cannabis grower myself, I've been licensed to grow for, for 17 years myself personally. And I can tell you with all honesty that some of the very best weed that I've ever smoked came from the store that, that I run when I purchase it. There is amazing cannabis there right now. And kudos to the federal government for regulating it federally yes. instead of doing it state by state like they do down in the States. They've sure. done it on a federal level, which makes it so much easier for not only producers and retailers, but for the consumers as well. Were you were you just nice to the government? Uh, I was. It's what the hell is going on? It's because it's not the conservative government. <laughs> oh, it's not anyway. Albert. Anyway, okay, it's federal. Anyway, okay, so, yeah. Um, we're just gonna wrap it up there. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna allow it's gonna allow it to evolve a little bit easier, a little yeah. bit more fluid. Each province and the way that they tax and the way that they distribute cannabis, it's all a little bit different. But in the end, as things evolve and they've been evolving fast, and they will continue to evolve fast, um, it, it'll just make it a little bit easier. Yeah, yeah. yeah Good for I'm you. Great. That's all. I've learned a lot. Fantastic. You're going to come down and visit me and we'll learn a lot more. Well, let's not get crazy here. I'll take you down. I'll take you Are you going to drive me downtown? It's a little bit of a yeah, nightmare to yeah, try and I'll find a place to park. I'll take you down. No worries. Okay. All right. Ryan, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. Such a great conversation. You're very welcome. Remember, Midnight Madness is November 11th or November 18th. Yes. You better be coming. Come I down. will come down. Be awesome. I'll be at the loft. And I'll come down. Because I think we're going to do kitten yoga, but that's a whole other episode. (laughs) Yeah, we won't take away from this. But no, thank you, because I've learned a lot. And, you know, and the medicinal, how it helps people. I I love that component of it. I really do. Like I said, it's a little bit tricky as a recreational store owner. um, But the reason that I've been a grower is because I have a medicinal license. I believe in its, in its, abilities. I believe in the future. I believe in the studies that they're doing. And, we're going to navigate this as things evolve. Fabulous. Excellent. I'm Thank excited you for to your see time. where you go. Yeah. Excellent. Thanks, guys. Have a good day, ladies. Take care.